Hey everybody, welcome back to Desert Streaming. I'm here, uh, I'm, my name is Marco Casanova. <laughs> I'm your host, and I'm here with my colleague, Mr. Dean Greer. Hello there. It's good to have you, Dean. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Dean, you've got like a radio voice, you know that? It's my, my sexy night radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. So today, uh, so happy to have you here, Dean. Um, we're going to be talking about just some of the, you know, okay, let me just give, let me give the listeners a little bit of a background. I oversee Living Waters United States, in the United States, and Dean is kind of the manager, is the manager of Living Waters in the USA. Abby Ford oversees Living Waters internationally alongside Andrew, but um, we kind of, we kind of oversee, we're the custodians of Living Waters here in the United States. And recently, we've been getting some feedback mm-hmm. from people in regards to the Catholic piece. Now, I know historically with Desert Stream, this hasn't been the easiest thing to navigate. Mm-hmm. Andrew converted to Catholicism, obviously created a bit of a reaction among many people all over the world, you know, in the Living Waters world at least. Just a bit. Just a little bit. But um, some of the feedback we've been getting recently, I thought necessitated um, a podcast, at least a discussion on it. So yeah. like what what exactly are people thinking in regards to the Catholic piece? And Desert Stream is Desert Stream becoming increasingly more Catholic, you know, with Abby converting to Catholicism and Marco, this thoroughly Catholic, this thoroughbred of Catholicism type of dude. And then Andrew, you know, all of these like things that I think are, are a shift in the culture of Desert Stream. And some people, some evangelical, really amazing leaders are like, wow, I'm kind of uncomfortable with this culture shift, you know? So today, I just want to touch on that. Like, I want to touch on some of these these themes that we've been hearing from our Living Waters leaders and seeing if, if we could you know, if this is helpful, if this is a, a helpful conversation to have, you know, and uh, as the overseer of Living Waters USA, I, I'm, I, I want to become more of a kind of a shepherd in these areas, you know, I don't know how effective I am, <laughs> just because I am so Catholic, you know, but some leaders are like, oh, the podcast is too Catholic. And it's like, well, <laughs> I'm Catholic. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> It's like, you know, it's almost as if I'm going to a Living Waters leader saying, can, can you just stop being so evangelical? <laughs> like, you know, so, I mean, obviously these are, these are also sensitive issues, but we also want to be humble about it and, yeah. you know, take it lightly. But anyway, Dean, so I want to just kind of interview you in this because you are on a team that's becoming increasingly more Catholic, not saying that Desert Stream is becoming a Catholic entity. Yeah. Like, I just want to make the, just set the record straight. Desert Stream is an ecumenical ministry. Right. Like, that's who we are at core. We, we love to gather strugglers uh, in various, from various starting points of sexual and relational brokenness, from various de- Christian denominations. We gather at the foot of the cross, level ground. Now, of course, and I, we'll, we'll go over this in the, in the course of this podcast, there are elements of our guidebook of our teachings that are are from catholic thinkers you know but anyway before we get into that dean how is it for you like you you've been around desert stream for a while you've seen the transition so to speak of 
Andrew coming into Catholicism, myself yeah. coming on staff, Abby coming into Catholicism. Like, what is it? Does that pose a threat to you? Or is it like, well, how do you see it? Yeah, initially it was a threat because I didn't really have a grid for it. Mm-hmm. I, um, I just, I don't like change for one, and this was a major change. And trying to, as an evangelical, trying to find my place in it was difficult initially. Um, but, but we've worked it out. And I've really seen the beauty of um, kind of the, the ministry of reconciliation that Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians 5. Mm. You know, Living Waters is that ministry of reconciliation where as we come to the cross, we're reconciled in our relationship to God. We're reconciled in our, our relationship of our gender. Mm-hmm. Um, other genders, our, our sexuality, our parents, our spouses, our families, our churches, and, and other churches as well. And I see this kind of as an, a next step in the things that the Lord is, is wanting to reconcile within us mm. as, a, as a church, as a body. And, and I, I, I know from the scripture that, that he has a, an amazing heart for unity in the body. And what, mm-hmm. what better way to provoke greater unity? Um, yeah. I think in the, in the interim, it, it's, it's provoked some conflict for people. And I get that. I mean, I grew up being very, um, very judgmental in my, my, my view of the Catholic church because it, it was so foreign to me. And it's, 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 provoked me to to kind of step back and look mm. at okay now where is this this my own bias my own prejudice my own wanting to be right mm-hmm. um where is it that and 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 where is it god calling me to to really consider the 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 views and the gifts that that other people have to bring philippians to um where he says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Um, rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. And what a great opportunity to, to really make room for the interests of others, for the, the traditions of others within the body of Christ. We are all, all one, and um, it's an opportunity to... to do better at that yeah no that's well said dean i mean i think for me as a catholic um yeah like coming into the living waters world my first exposure being a living waters leadership training at enders island represent (laughs) love that place and yeah i really like that place but i remember thinking like oh my gosh everything we're doing is a little like it's so different like it's i've never done like ministry time and people laying hands and praying over me. Obviously Catholics, Catholics are acclimatized to that. I'm not saying like that is so not Catholic. It's just, it's, it's Catholic because it, it's, it started in the evangelical world and we kind of like grabbed onto it. You know what I mean? Like it was born out of the whole Jesus movement and we, some, some Catholics were like, well, I want some of that too. I just never experienced that before personally. And so when I came into this world, it was so different. It was a culture shock. You know what I mean? But there were some anchoring things that I found very welcoming, like the theology of the body right. or 
the the image of divine mercy like all those things like i'm like whoa this is such a kiss from the lord in an atmosphere where i'm like this seems like a vineyard service over and over again you know what i mean like there's worship there's a teaching there's a call to ministry call to kind of come up and ask the lord for whatever has been provoked through the teaching like is have you have you been uh seen yourself wanting in certain areas of the you know and and then we just kept doing that and I'm like this seems like a Protestant service like this is based on a Protestant service but what what really helped me was some of these little Catholic things Mm -hmm. so is Desert Stream becoming increasingly more Catholic I don't I don't really think so I mean are we mentioning more of John Paul II's you know tome of human love well well, yeah but it's just because it's good thinking you know it's good thought it's helpful but all all that to say I just wonder sometimes, like, in this feedback, are Catholics really allowed to show up? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. can we show up to the table and bring our gift? Mm-hmm. And I think the Catholic gift that can be so welcomed at Living Waters is the gift of just the depth of intellectual thinking yeah. when it comes to the human person yeah. and sexuality. So I know some of the feedback has been, you know, the guidebook, there's so much mention of saints and popes and, you know, all of that. And it's like, well, maybe, but it's because they're just good thinkers. They're deep spiritual writers and mystics and, you know. So how do you how do you deal with that, Dean? Like when you are kind of listening to one of us speak or, you know, or we're, we're going through theology of the body together as a staff or how do you, do you have a grid for that now? Because I know in the past you said, you know, like I, I didn't really have a grid for what what Catholics were doing. Yeah. But how? What's helpful for for you now as you navigate those things? Well, I first had to navigate it when I was introduced to Leanne Payne through Living Waters, and she hmm. um, came from an Episcopal tradition um, and utilized a lot of the practices that were specific to the Episcopal Church that were totally bizarre to me. <laughs> Um, as a as a free church evangelical, mm. and um, I I really had to consider, wow, is this woman a kook, or you know what what's going on here? And and I was I so benefited from her yeah. ministry. I still do to this day. I love her yeah. and her her offering. Um, may she rest in peace. <laughs> but um, I just I just. I just gave myself permission to not get caught up in the things that were not a part of my world or my understanding or my mm-hmm. my belief, um, and really benefit um, from the wealth of, of anointing that she ministered from. And the same is true um, as it relates now with the Catholic Church and, and the influence I see there, where... Um, I just I, I don't allow those things that I don't fully understand or align myself with. I don't allow those things to take away from the rich the rich mm-hmm. banquet that Living Waters is. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's helpful. Yeah, I think too. Like, um, if anyone's listening and it's like, oh, I mean, you know, are they are they talking exclusively about my feedback to them it's like well no you're not the only one there we've had a handful of people yeah and honestly i i am so grateful for the feedback because we haven't gotten a lot 
since Andy's conversion. There have been bits and pieces, but but for those that have come forward, it, it shows that that you're committed to this, mm-hmm. that you you value it enough to press into it, and it, it's so helpful. It's yeah. So, so thank you. I agree. Yeah, that's it's really helpful, and I, I love how they they can feel safe with you too, yeah. Dean. You know, I mean, some of them have reached out to me, and I really appreciate that. Yeah. I will say, like that's really honoring yeah. of me and and it gives me a chance to engage um with with the leaders on a level that maybe is a little challenging you know and my engagement is not to convince you of catholic doctrine right. but it's just to to discuss like what okay this is a challenge for you and what what does that look like for you let me in on that you know yeah. Give me, give me a little insight into that. So, yeah, uh, to echo, to echo what Dean said, thank you for those who who do reach out, and it's better for us to know from you than than to know like through rumblings. You know, yeah. uh, I find that really helpful, and I feel like we can go somewhere. This is the messy work of ecumenism. Yeah. You know, ecumenical dialogue isn't easy because we all have. I think we we just for the for integrity's sake, every denomination has you know points that we're gonna differ on you know or it wouldn't be a different denomination you know so i think if we're willing to actually um undergo the challenge of being an ecumenical expression of the lord's healing heart then we have to have these these hard conversations yeah Um, one of the one of the graces for me since andy's conversion is i've never for a moment um felt like he was calling me to convert. Mm. He was. He, he there. I, I've never felt obligated in, in any way to even consider that, and it's given me the freedom to continue serving <clears throat> within my vineyard denomination and yeah. really, really um, enjoying the camaraderie that our two worlds share. Yeah. No, it's a good point. Um, I do want to talk about Mary for a little bit. Uh oh, I know. Bringing the M word up. But yeah, so whenever she makes an, an appearance, uh, either in the text or in through mention, mm-hmm. in teaching or something, yeah, it's problematic. You know? Like it, it can <coughs> cause a bit of a problem for Excuse people me. or a, a block. Yeah. Um, there seems to be a little bit of an allergy to uh, anything Marian, you know? Yeah, help me out with that, Dean. What 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 is that? Like, how do we how do we as a Catholic, you know? I'm like, well, she's she's just a pivotal player in the redemptive story. Yeah, you know, like she said yes to the Archangel Gabriel, Luke one, you know, and through her yes, we have the Savior. Yeah. And there's something about her yes, her witness, her discipleship that uh, gives us. Um, like a model of how to say yes to jesus how to take risks for him how to glorify him like the magnificat you know and luke 2 whatever all that so i I don't know like how how do we when when people have a a a bit of a reaction to mary Mm. i'll be honest as a catholic i'm like well okay i mean maybe you don't like praying through her and i think praying to saints like you pray to mary you worship mary that's another thing maybe we can get to that but yeah. dean what is how do you fit the whole mary thing into your you know yeah well, christianity 
Yeah, I, I see Mary as a pivotal player in the gospel story um, based on her submission, her, her yes to Jesus. It's a yes that, that we all can emulate and, mm. and, and be encouraged by. Um, I, I, I mean, beyond that, I, I honestly, I, I don't, I don't get get the focus, but I don't have to get the focus yes. that a Catholic would. So. <laughs> Sorry, somebody's yeah. interrupting our podcast. It's all right. Keep Please going, D. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't believe that that Catholics worship Mary I, mm-hmm. I mean I, I'm sure there are people who have idolized her as as you know we're all prone to idolize something other than than, than God and I, I I believe that has happened mm-hmm. and I believe the church has has been taking the blame for that um, but I don't see that so it, you know it's honestly not it's not an issue yeah okay okay yeah, because I, I do feel at times that when that when that comes up, that that is she's kind of the glaring yeah. Yeah. <laughs> problem, you know. And why do you call her mother of God when, when we say mother of God? We're not saying that she's mother of the Trinity, yeah. you know, but she's the mother of Jesus, right. and it's really an affirmation of His divinity, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that in in the divine person Jesus he took upon himself the human nature right. and so when we say she's mother of god it's not really saying anything about her right. it's more about him right you know right and i think some people will say well you pray to mary you worship mary well i think just to, to, as a bit of bit of an insight we only worship the lord right you know and right. when we ask the saints for their intercession it's it's not unlike me asking you for a particular prayer. Right. Hey, Marco, could you pray for me yeah. you know, regarding this? Exactly. Like, I, I, want to, I want to enter into a bit of, a, of an intercessory relationship with fellow members of Christ's body, right. both living and those who are in heaven. Now, people say, well, that's necromancy. You're, you're, you're speaking to the dead. But I'm like, well, if you look at Matthew 17 or Mark 9 or Luke 9, when the Lord is transfigured before Peter, James, and John, he's talking to Moses and Elijah. Right. And they're, they're pretty dead, right. you know? Right. But there's something about the Lord conversing with the saints, yeah, you know? And in a way, I mean, I'm not saying if you do living waters, you need to, you know, be, uh, get patron saints and, you know, it's not that, but... Uh, in a way, I just just giving a little bit of a background to some of the Catholic ethos when right. it comes to engaging the friends who are before the Lamb, right. <laughs> you know, and yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, I find I, I, I could create an argument against it um, ad nauseum, great detail, kind of defending my position, but but honestly, I I'm not meant to defend my position. Hmm. I, mean, I don't have to defend my position. And I don't, I don't have to wholeheartedly agree with your position. Yeah. You know, we can still, we can still commune together and grow together and go to the cross together. Right. And that's what's, what's foundational and primary to, to Living Waters is um, what, we, what we do together at the cross. I like that. I like keeping this. What, what's, what's the focus? Yeah. You know, it's not about, tell me about purgatory, you know. Yeah. It's like, well, that, we don't even, 
that doesn't even come up in Living Waters or even the intercession of the saints. Like the only the only time that we really mention it is because people are going to come who maybe during their small group prayer ministry time they they do see images of saints or something, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I like that, Dean. It's not about it's not about defending our position, you right. know. Because I know some Catholics who come to Living Waters are like, well, I don't speak in tongues, and I don't right. know what that's like. But it's like. Okay, great. It's right. a different cultural thing, right? You know, like uh, you used that before, Dean. It's it's a difference of cultures. Absolutely, I like that. Absolutely, and I think I mean it, it's it, our differences are such a distraction anyway. They can be, and God knows, the enemy knows very well how easily it is to distract me mm-hmm. um, by pushing buttons related to indifferences and. Um, Oftentimes, I, I can just step back and say, "Okay, yeah, this is this is not a deal breaker. Mm. Let's, let's let's get to the meat of yeah. of why we're here." Yeah. Um, another thing that's come up is just a, a shift in language in the Living Waters Guidebook when it comes to the chapter on confession, mm-hmm. and we had that nifty little acronym CBFCB. Mm-hmm. But we've changed it to CBMCB. <laughs> yeah, and for those unfamiliar, the the F was forgiveness. The M that we pre- replaced or taken the place of of the F forgiveness is mercy. Right. And you know, for me, it's semantics. You know, it's in many ways it's one and the same. And if it's going to make it easier for my Catholic brothers and sisters to enter in, then it's not a, it's not a big deal. Yeah. And so for those who don't know what we're talking about, this acronym is, is the model through which the participants go through a time of confession, of just revealing one's sins in the context of their small group. Yeah. And so the first C is confess, and then B is bind, and then M is release mercy, and then C is cleanse, cleanse and then B is bless. So CBMCB. And for Catholics... When when the, when we go to the priest for confession, he he pronounces forgiveness over us. Like I absolve you from your sins. You know, like I forgive you. I absolve you. So those words for Catholics carry like an efficacious weight. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when a priest says that, it's like whoa. Like I'm cleansed. Yeah. So we don't for for the sake of the Catholics, we don't want to confuse that. Oh, my living waters small group is taking the place of the priest. Yeah. You know. And that's really helpful for us. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't want, I don't want to be confused. And so, it's really helpful for us if, if the evangelicals can can give us a little, uh, a little grace there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I so appreciate your your spirit, Dean, because it's like, yeah, I, I don't want this to get weird. And for Catholics, things like that can get easily weird, and then they just like, I'm out. Yeah. When it's like, wait, as Catholics. We need both. We need the priest, but we right. also need fellow members of Christ's body to help us walk out our wholeness. Right. Like the evangelicals, you guys got that. You right. know what I mean? Like you know how to do that fairly well. Yeah. I'm learning that through my evangelical brothers and sisters. Right. And so, like you said, it's semantics. Can you can you give us a little uh, grace in changing just slight language? And let's just let's just go about the business of exposing our sins one to another, so that we can find healing. Right. You know, so yeah, that's that's come up um, through some of our our discussions with with some leaders. Um, another one, I think, probably. Or do, do you have any uh, on your mind, Dean? That's come up. No. You don't. Okay. 
Um, the only one that I, I would mention um, one more time is just uh, the, the mention of popes and saints and, and stuff. And um, I think, I think we would, it, it would behoove us to say that Living Waters, um, one, of the, one of the key players, is, is Pope John Paul II. Not necessarily historically. Like, if we're looking historically at the, at the birth of, of um, Desert Stream, like, we would see people like Leanne Payne or John Wimber, right. you know, as some of these pivotal players of, of understanding um, what the kingdom looked like when it comes to the broken, you know? Um, or people like Joseph Nicolosi, a little bit more psychological insight. Or mm-hmm. Robert Gagnon, a little bit more of a biblical exegesis of mm-hmm. homosexuality in the mm-hmm. Bible. And then John Paul II, like coming a little bit later. He, he, later, he's, for Desert Stream's sake, he's a little bit of a new player for us in a way, relatively speaking. Yeah. He and Joseph Pieper, another Catholic thinker who, um, you know, have, they've both expounded in ways on, on virtue and... Uh, Genesis and theology of the body. For those who don't know, is a is a collection of talks that Pope J- Pope Saint John Paul II gave in the eighties. Every Wednesday, um, even to this day, the Pope gives a public catechetical talk, meaning that he gives a talk on Wednesday morning, and he teaches he teaches the faithful. And a lot of people um, didn't know what John Paul II was doing, but he was really smart in giving these talks. Um, because he wanted to teach the church what human love looked like. So if we kind of backtrack a little bit, Pope Paul VI wrote this crazy amazing document called Humane Vitae, mm-hmm. which in the Catholic world, and again, this is another one of the sticking points for ecumenical dialogue, but in the Catholic world, put, basically put a big kibosh on artificial birth control. And John Paul II wanted to expound on the praxis of that. Like, okay, we can't utilize artificial birth control but what does that mean and john paul ii is like i want to go to the bible and do a biblical exegesis of human love what human sexuality is what it means to be man for woman woman for man and so this theology of the body is a huge biblical theology on human sexuality and kind of giving a lot of meat to the bones of humane vitae so we we just we like quoting him because he's a He's a freaking awesome thinker. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm grateful for him. Yeah. I you know? am too. <laughs> I'm like, bro, why recreate the wheel? Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can't think like that. No. Yeah, I mean, I think about how, you know, Andy wrote the material and very influenced initially um, through his, his time at the Vineyard. Um, and his, his his development and growth as a as a theologian hmm. um, in the evangelical world, um, and so the language of the material initially was was very evangelical with um, some heavy thinkers thrown in that I'd never heard of before, and really opened my own understanding of of. Um, just, just greater language, greater understanding, and so, him becoming Catholic, he he really found great value in the Catholic fathers who um, just have a, a beautiful understanding. Um, and so, why wouldn't he um, hmm. 
why wouldn't he use these ones that have been so influential to him? Um, I believe from the Lord for the greater work of living waters. Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm grateful. It is, it is a little offsetting because it's different. You know, yeah. I've been doing this a while and I see all these, these popes and saints and... Um, <laughs> Too many popes. People mentioned that I, I hadn't seen before, and it's like, wow, okay, mm. um, here we go. And I, I can step back and I can really, really consider the words written and think, wow, that that is beautiful. I love the way he he said that, mm. and it's it's so valuable for me. Yeah, amen. Um, this is coming to mind. Yesterday, we were praying about this podcast and. Mm good friend of the ministry she was here former catholic she's no longer a catholic mm. and we were giving her a, a little bit of an insight into what we were going to be talking about and mm-hmm. she made a really cool point about mary mm-hmm. i really liked what she said she said like you know as as a former catholic like i i i don't i don't pray the rosary or anything like that yeah. i don't really pray to mary yeah but she's like you know there's something about this whole marian thing that the Catholic Church has a great, profound respect for women. Right. And I, I just loved that. Like, she was able to notice that. She's like, yeah, I don't, okay, I don't, I don't, I'm not having devotions to Mary. Yeah. You know, but I can at least recognize, like, oh, whoa, her prominence is lifting up the beauty of femininity in a profound way, you know? Yeah. So I like that. Yeah, and we need the authority that women bring. Yeah. You know, we need that in, in relationships, certainly in living waters. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Yeah, all that to say, I do think the enemy wants to work with our divides. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't want our leaders to stop doing living waters because of the Catholic peace, although some have. Yeah. Yeah, historically we've, we've had people, we've lost people because of of the Catholic peace and yeah. you know I'm like I don't I don't know if that's a reason I hope it's it shouldn't be a reason you know I hope yeah. we can talk it through at least see if we can come to a commonality but um, not not sort of uh, needing that the program be exercised of all Catholicism right. in order for it to be Christian you right. know right. it's like well that honestly that's a little unfair yeah. <laughs> you know like people are like oh you know Catholics are Catholics saved. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, Catholics are Christians. Yeah. You know, you're not dealing with like a pagan entity here. Right. Right. Like you're you're dealing with with Christians. Are they turned on Jesus lovers? I I don't know. Maybe some of them could use a little bit more of the fire of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But don't judge them too quickly. Yeah. You know, like don't judge us so quickly. Just give us some space. Invite us into your Living Waters group. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What a neat exercise for those who are like I. I don't even know what the Catholics are like. Well, it's like invite them into your group. Right. Yeah, I've been I've been blessed in the last several years to have a handful of Catholic participants. I've I've had um, Catholics on my team um, over the years, and uh, Maite. Um, some of you remember Maite Rodriguez. Mm. She was uh, as, was on my team at the Vineyard as a Catholic, and. Um, I so value having having them present. I, yeah. I, I I would feel off now if there weren't Catholics um, <laughs> in the mix because, um, again, it's 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 an opportunity for everyone. Catholics are are just as 
needy and worthy of the gift of living waters and why shouldn't we make room for them yeah why shouldn't we give them space to join us yeah that's beautiful yeah for me too i, I love the evangelicals on my my living waters team mm-hmm. they kind of spark us they're always like the ones leading out mm-hmm. <laughs> the catholics are like the timid ones yeah they think too much they just can't like you know speak yeah no that's good dean it's really good I remember one funny <laughs> encounter I had with somebody. I was just still an intern, <laughs> but uh, I was like, "Hey, so you know, you're doing a, you're, She's a she was a coordinator. I'm like, "Hey, so you're doing a living waters group?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'm doing a living waters group." And I'm like, "I don't know." It's kind of an earnest intern. And I was like, "Hey, so do you have like any Catholics in your group?" She was evangelical, <laughs> and she's like, "Yes, but we only accept the saved Catholics." Mm. I'm like, I don't even know what that. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't say anything. I mean, I, you know, I was like fresh, yeah. fresh to desert stream, but I'm coming back to the office. Like, what does it mean? To, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they have to be saved. It's like, well, wait, Catholics, Catholics are very much saved by the standards of, yeah. of people who proclaim the faith. Can they be more saved? For sure. Can't we all? Yeah. There's a lot of evangelicals who need to be saved. I need I need constant freshening up of my salvation. Amen. You know, so and I I wouldn't I wouldn't know that without my evangelical brothers who mm. walk and talk with Jesus on a regular basis, who have taught me to walk and talk with Jesus too. So mm-hmm. I don't know, y'all. All this to say I think we need both. Amen. I think we need both. I'm putting Amen. a stake in the ground saying we need both. And Amen. Desert Stream needs to be a standard that we hold high to say we are an ecumenical ministry because both are valued here. Right. Both are valued. Right. You come with with the totality of your denominational offering. Yeah. You know? And and yeah, come to this cross one with another. So So I would even go so far as to encourage you if you're leading a, a, a living waters in your community, I would encourage you to reach out um, to the Catholics in your community, um, local parishes, and just let them know about Living Waters. Invite them to be a part of it. Make mm-hmm. room for them. Um, you're making room for them at the table. And yeah. it's room that, that God has already made at the table, so why not um, help him out a little bit? Yeah. And two, like, I want to offer, uh, just on our behalf, both Dean and myself, we're so willing to talk with you. Absolutely. If you have any concerns, you know? It's like we need to get over this so that we can get about the business of becoming integrated human right. persons, right. you know? I remember when I first had it come, when I first came to the training, I didn't know, I didn't know Andy was a Catholic and I I didn't know this whole thing was remotely Catholic. I thought it was just all purely evangelical. Mm. God is my witness. Like mm. that's what I believed. So I was like I had to get over myself. I did. I was like, you know what? I don't know what we're going to be doing, but <laughs> I I am not going to go with a critical spirit because, yeah. you know, I need healing. Yeah. I need Jesus on levels that apparently this this priest friend that recommended me to go to Living Waters, he's like, these people get it. They, they get Jesus on really deep divides. And I was like, I need that. And I got over, I got over myself. Now, when I got there, I saw these these... Like I saw the image of divine mercy. They had mass. Saw Andy 
and he mentioned he was a Catholic. Like all of those things followed, but I'm glad mm-hmm. that it happened that way. You know, yeah. I, the Lord had something in store for me to kind of to, to to tear down weird divides that I had in my heart towards evangelicals. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and the Lord was basically saying, Marco, you you got to get over that, man, yeah. because I'm. I'm giving you such a gift here. The water here is pure. So get over your whole allergy to ecumenism and come get some healing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I challenge you, both Catholics and Protestants, like let's let's get about the business of what living waters is all about. And that's coming to the cross. Amen. Well, Dean. Thanks so much for being on my show. Yeah, thank you. You like being on the show? Absolutely. Yeah? We need to have you have you on more. There you go. You know? There's that one. I don't know. It's cheap, Marco. Let's make it happen. (laughs) Dean, you got to stop charging so much. You charge (laughs) so much to be on the show. Yeah, well. (laughs) I'm just kidding. He doesn't charge anything, anybody. But there is a great show that Dean was on in the past on the spirit of death. I I ask you to tune in. It was really good. Mm. It It got great, great views. You know? Anyway, everybody, thank you so much for joining us here at Desert Streaming. Uh, Dean, thanks so much for being on today. Yeah, thank you. Bless you, everybody. Yeah, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Desert Streaming Podcast. For more information about us or to get in touch with us, please do visit our website, desertstream.org. We're so grateful for you. Thank you for listening in. Please do share this episode with your friends. And until next time, God bless you.